Hey, what's up? And today, we're talking about Charles Manson. Welcome to Dark Passions, a true crime podcast. And before we get started, let's just say this killer was a leader of a cult and killed many people. And yeah, he was born in November 12th. 1934, in Cincinnati, Ohio, United States. Died November 19th, 2017. Without further ado, let's roll the intro. Hey, this is Jake, and welcome to the Dark Passions Podcast. This one goes out to the people who have lost people that ended up in the show. My condolences go out to the families and friends who have lost their loved one or have had a loved one or friend wronged to end up in the making of the show. This podcast discusses crimes researched using publicly available information or personal recollections. Content may be graphic, disturbing, or violent, and may be upsetting to some. Listener discretion is advised. If you are faint at heart or under the age of 18, I'm sorry, but I've got to turn you away from this podcast now so that I'm no longer a liability for this entertainment. If you're easily offended or easily triggered, again, please back out of this podcast. This is not for you. Please heed the prior disclaimer and... That's the same disclaimer that'll be on every episode. Thank you. Have a good day and bye. If you have made it this far and you decided that you want to continue to listen to the podcast, congratulations. This content is for you. Welcome to the Dark Passions podcast and let's get started with the next episode being the first episode, the only episode uploaded right now until 5222 when the next episode comes out. So yeah, thank you. Have a good day. If you think Charles Manson was not guilty, then raise your hand and it'll shore me down before I get to the end of the show with the conclusion. Because this man is very fucking guilty. Charles Manson, born November 12th. 1934, Cincinnati, Ohio, U.S., died November 19, 2017, Kern County, California. American criminal and cult leader whose followers carried out several notorious murders in the late 1960s. Their crimes inspired the best-selling book Helter Skelter in 1974. Now that I realize where the name Helter Skelter came from, now I understand why Marilyn Manson wrote the song Helter Skelter. Because it was based on the book about the serial killer Charles Manson, which is 
half the identity of the evilness of the band, other than hinting Marilyn Monroe was just as bad as Manson. It is beautiful and as brutal as can be together in one name. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about Charles Manson. Manslaughterer, serial killer, a notorious cult eater who had a following that committed notorious murders and possibly glorified them. Did he? Shall we find out? Manson was born to a 16-year-old girl and man he would never know. After his mom was imprisoned for armed robbery, he lived in West Virginia with his aunt and uncle. Beginning at age 9, armed robbery, burglary, and larceny, and auto theft were among many charges that landed him in juvenile reformatories in prison, growing up and of age. Of majority. Following his release in 1967, Manson moved to San Francisco where he attracted a small but devoted group of followers among the city's bohemian youth culture. By 1968, he had become a leader of a quote unquote family, a communal religious cult dedicated to studying and implementing his eccentric religious teachings, which were drawn from science fiction, the occult, and French psychology. He preached the coming of an apocalyptic race war that would devastate the United States and leave the family in a position of dominant power. I don't know about you, but this sounds like a racist, fascist, bite-model-type cult where it is behavior control, information control, thought control, and... Excuse me, emotional control. Like, does anyone else see the bite model here? Like, the Jehovah's Witnesses also follow, which is another cult in modern day times. I mean, if you're a crime junkie like me, who listens to the Crime Junkie, the podcast, and a podcast called 2020, among some others, you will see the signs fairly soon about how crazy, insanely smart, this serial killer is. Not just from being set in his ways and standing for what he believes in, but what he believes in is also ass-backwards, in my opinion. And... Does he glorify his killings? We shall find out. But let me ask you this. Do you know how intelligent it is to come up with a believable system of ritual belief such as Christianity, but not as religious as Christianity, more like a a cult where people actually follow. Take the Mormons, for example. They have what's called a Moroni, and it's just moron with an eye. So you're just calling yourself a moron? This makes no sense. Plus, those plates in Mormon culture were actually poorly read French language. Did you know? So let's see how crafty and how clever this man Manson 
really is and how sick and fucking twisted he gets. Manson's hold over his followers was graphically illustrated in 1969 when the family carried out several murders on Manson's orders. The famous victim actress Sharon Tate, wife of film director Roman Polanski, who was killed in her Los Angeles home along three guests, in the ensuing trial of Manson and his followers in 1970 attracted national attention. In 1971, Manson has been sentenced to death. But following the abolition of capital punishment in California in 1972, his life sentence was commuted to life in prison. He became eligible for parole in 1978, but was denied, as well as numerous subsequent hearings. I don't know about you, but a state that doesn't have capital punishment doesn't have fair justice, in my opinion. I mean, there's some people who commit such heinous crimes that They deserve to fucking die from the doing of the government or if karma collapses in on the person. But an eye for an eye does make the whole world go blind and violence is never the answer. But if he's killing multiple people, then it's the lesser of the two evils just to put him down. The murders inspired numerous books and movies, both documentary and fiction, in addition to Helter Skelter, which was co-written by the prosecutor of the murder trial books, included the biography of Munson, the life of in times of Charles Manson, 2013, by Jeff Gwynn. And member of the family, my story of Charles Manson, life inside his cult, in the darkness that ended the 60s, 2017, by Diane Lake, a former member of Manson's family. Film and television adaptations include Helder Skelter, 1976, Quentin Tarantino's fictional Once Upon a Time dot 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 in Hollywood 2019. In the documentaries, Manson speaks inside The Shadow of a Madman 2017, Inside the Manson Cult, The Lost Tapes 2018, and 2020 Ministries, Helder Skelter in American Myth. John Philip Jenkins, the editors of Encyclopedia Britannica. Thank you, John Philip Jenkins from the Encyclopedia Britannica for said article that I have read. So, many of you are looking for a reaction that you're going to get. Like, people love true crime. People are crime junkies. People are just into this thrilling what-comes-next kind of shit that 
we as true crime writers and reactors and commenters with case file and comment or just case file true crime genres and i'm a case file and reactionary commentary type of channel on anchor.fm now mind you the next part about sharon tate kind of fucking gruesome so yeah let's uh delve into that shall we Sharon Tate, in full, Sharon Marie Tate, born January 24th, 1943, Dallas, Texas, killed on August 9th, 1969, Los Angeles, California. American actress and model, second wife to film director Roman Polanski, Tate was brutally murdered among four others in the followers of Charles Manson at the couple's rented home in Los Angeles 1968 see the Tate murders more about the Tate murders in the subscription only portion of my patreon and podcast is still being produced I just wanted to put something out there today but it'll be a you subscribe type deal and you get this content type deal because of the time and effort extra i had to put just in this case alone but next is the early life and please check out the ebooks for kindle by jacob goff or minister goff because i wrote a book called concepts one and concepts two and i think concepts three is out i'm not sure quite yet if it's published yet but i'll get back to you after the show in the show or in the comments if you prefer to know the release date of that however just a google search away on amazon.com on the kindle section of the ebooks i've written two or three books that are already published self-published by myself so please go and get them and check them out my profile picture is me as a man in the cloth of the cloth. I am in my minister garb at the time of the photo shoot that I took a photo of myself as a minister going to perform a wedding. If you'd like to know more about what it's like to be a minister doing weddings, please let me know in the comments below. Thank you. Because... I'd like to do some case files about marriages gone wrong by marrying someone who ends up killing the individual. And I want to know if you guys like that sick and twisted type of literature and if it should be in a true crime podcast that I make. So please leave a comment below if you would like to see that stuff so I can pull up some information, bring it to the table, and appease the crowd. Thank you. Early life. Tate was born to Paul James Tate and Doris Willett Tate and was the eldest of three siblings. A beautiful child, she was born on the first contest as a baby after her grandmother submitted photos of 
hurts. The organizers miss Tiny Tot of Dallas contest. Her family was an officer of the United States Army. The family moved frequently. By the time she was 16, she had lived in six different cities. In her teen years, Tate won a number of beauty pageants and began to work as a model. Her family was assigned to Verona, Italy in 1962. Sharon attended an American high school in nearby Vincenza. Vicenza, where she was crowned prom queen and homecoming queen. She was cast as an extra in Italian films and it was made in Italy that she met an American doctor, Richard Bamer, Bamer, who encouraged her to pursue her interest in acting and gave her the card of his agent, Hal Gefsky. Now, this woman had won many pageants and was given an opportunity to pursue her dreams, which she did. I don't blame her for that. Little did she know what came next. You see what I'm saying? So let's delve right into it. Upon her father's transfer back into the United States in 1963, Tate hitchhiked part of the way to Hollywood, where she met with Gefsky. With her soft, lifting voice and distinctive hazel eyes, she quickly landed roles in cigarette and automobile commercials and films as an extra. She also continued to pursue her modeling career. She was cast in the recurring role as a bank secretary in the television series Beverly Hillbillies and appeared in other small roles on series Petticoat Junction, Mr. Ed, and The Man from Uncle. Uncle is an acronym, apparently. So, this wildly successful actress and model, how did she run into Sharon Tate? I mean, only one can wonder how they intertwine paths like that. And we're going to delve a little more into her career, shall we? Tate's film career was launched in the minor role of the occult thriller Eye of the Devil, which was filmed in Europe in 1967 while working on the set of the horror spoof The Fearless Vampire Killers or Pardon Me But Your Teeth Are In My Neck. 1967. She met Roman Polanski as their romance blossoms. She amicably broke off her relationship with the celebrity hairstylist Jay Sebring, who would remain a close friend. Tate's pivotal role in the beach farce Don't Make Waves, 1967, led to her breakthrough the same year as the Startlet or Starlet, sorry, in Valley of the Dolls. She 
and Polanski married in England in 1968, and the glamorous couple had an array of friends in the entertainment industry. She appeared as a red-haired beauty spy spoof, The Wrecking Crew, 1968, starring Dean Martin, and was pregnant while filming 12 Plus One in Italy and France in 1969. So we know that she's a successful actress and model, but we're about to get to the murder in the aftermath of the story of Sharon Tate and Polanski, or Polanski, or both, which have you, but we're about to find out who dies when and how. So let's get to it. In the summer of 69, Tate and Polanski were renting the house at 10050-C-I-E-L-O-D-R-I-V. So that's 10,050 Cielo Drive in the exclusive Benedict Canyon neighborhood of Los Angeles. On August 8th, cult leader Charles Manson ordered his follower, Charles, quotation, parentheses, tax, and quotation, Watson, to go to that house with three other, quote-unquote, family members, end quotes, and kill previous tenant music producer, Terry Melcher had earlier considered and then decided against giving Manson a recording contract. On that night, Polanski was in Europe, and his friend W-O-J-C-I-E-C-H-F-R-Y-K-O-W-S-K-I and Frakowski's girlfriend... Coffee heiress Abigail Folger. That reminds me of Folger's Coffee. Wow. Were staying with Tate. Sebring was also there when family members of the family arrived on the property after midnight. They were encountered by. Stephen Parent, an 18-year-old who had been visiting the estate's caretaker in the guest house, Watson shot Parent to death. The four people in the main house were then made to gather in the living room, and Tate and Sebring were linked to the ropes around their necks. Sebring was shot and stabbed to death. Frakowski and Folger free themselves to flee the the house, but both were chased down and killed. Finally, Tate, who was now more than eight months pregnant, was fatally stabbed and her blood was used to write the word pig, quote-unquote, end quotation, on the door. Was pig aimed at a police officer? Was it aimed at an animal? Was it aimed at the people there? I don't know, Crime Junkies. You tell me in the comments below, please. I mean, I know the answer, but I don't want to spill the tea without having people comment on this said podcast. So please leave your comments below answering all questions. If you would like to engage with this content, please like, comment, subscribe, follow, 
and smash that button to get notified every time I upload a podcast episode. Let it get on to the next part of the episode, shall we? By the year's end, all killers had been arrested in trial of Manson's killings and his followers were attracted to national attention. In 1971, the four murderers were sentenced to death, but the following abolition of capital punishment in California in 1972, their sentences were commuted to life in prison. Although eventually became eligible for parole, their requests were repeatedly denied. I mean, why would we let a serial killer, his cult, his followers, his henchmen, his lackeys, whatever you want to call them, why would we let them out on parole? I mean, it is a damn well good thing we denied their parole because they don't deserve life outside of bars. However, capital punishment being cruel and all, it is damn well deserved for these heinous crimes, and we did not do that. I don't think, but we shall find out how Manson died in a little bit. Tate was buried with her unborn son named Paul Richard Polanski on a tombstone in a family plot in Holy Cross Cemetery in Culver City. Now for a prayer for Tate. God, please allow Tate some peace and let her rest in peace as she has done nothing wrong nor did she deserve to die on that unfortunate day please guide her to the light and Allah most merciful most gracious please allow her voice to be heard with the legacy that she had left in her acting and modeling career. Thank you, God. Have a great day. Amen. For those of you wondering, I belong to a religion called Baha'i Faith, which is a post-Muslim religion. It is its own Abrahamic faith. I'm not going to evangelize. I just wanted to disclose why I call him Allah, God, Jehovah, Yahweh, whatever. They're all names, part of the 99 names of the Lord God himself. But that's just my belief. Do what you will with it. What was the legacy? The violence of Tate's death influenced Polanski's subsequent film Macbeth a gory yet artistically effective adaptation of the play by William Shakespeare with a screen dedication for Sharon with his film Tess 1979 was crafted as a tribute to Tate as it was she who encouraged Polanski to read Thomas Hardy's a novel Tess of the Urbaville, D'Urbaville, 1891, and recognized 
its silver screen potential. That was a really thoughtful thing for her husband to do. I mean, if I died and my partner decided to do something artistic for me, I'd appreciate it even after death. But, I mean, they don't have to as long as I'm not cremated because that's a sin. However, I would want to be properly buried in a coffin when I go because that's part of Abrahamic beliefs is that you get buried proper burial in last rites. However, we're going to delve a little more into said story. A classic blonde beauty, carefree style, Tate and her character Malibu in Don't Make Waves are said to have the inspiration behind Mattel's successful Malibu Barbie doll, which debuted in 1971. Her character Freya Carlson, the Wrecking Crew, as inspiration as the character Felicity Shagwell. In 1999 movie comedy Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me. Did you know Felicity is another word for happiness? Yes, word of the day is Felicity. On November 19th, 2017, Charles Manson died in California's Corcoran State Prison. Tate's mother became a passionate activist in the victims' rights movement, founding both the Coalition and Victims Equals Rights, Victim Equal Rights in San Luis Obispo in the Doris Tate Crime Victims Research Bureau in San Rafael in 1982. Her group helped push through California's so-called Victims Bill of Rights, which stipulated that the crime victims or her family members had to read a statement in court, she repeatedly read such statements at the parole hearings of her daughter's killings. Melissa Petruzzello, Melissa Petruzzello, the editors of Britannica Encyclopedia. Thank you, Melissa, from the editors of Encyclopedia Britannica for this. Charles Manson was hospitalized twice in the beginning of 2016 for undisclosed illnesses leading up to his death. Although media sources pried for details, officials cited strict medical privacy laws preventing the release of health information for inmates. According to media site TMZ, the first incident was in an emergency room for gastrointestinal issues. He returned to prison a few days later, like three or four days later. Gastrointestinal issues? Okay. Let's find out what gastrointestinal issues might have killed Manson. 
Or, lo and behold, maybe something happened. I don't know. With news swirling of Manson's health issues, a firestorm of media attention created a pressure for the release of details about his condition. Over time, in local national papers learned that Manson required serious operations to survive, and Manson originally refused sometime afterwards. Manson had a change of heart, however, by then Manson was too weak to undergo surgery, and the risk of death was too great, thus the doctors refused to operate on him. I mean, good. Let the bastard suffer. I mean, <laughs> not capping here, but he's just... The lowest of the fucking low. He is scum. Why would you even offer to operate on him? I get it. We don't want to do the capital punishment. But maybe this is the new capital punishment. It's letting him rot in prison and not giving him any medical help. I mean, God kind of struck on this one. His health continued to deteriorate in January 2017. He returned to the Bakersfield-based hospital for a sigmoid lesion and lower gastrointestinal bleeding. His health further declined until the death on the evening on Sunday, November 19th, 2017 at 8.13 p.m., the cause of death was acute cardiac arrest, respiratory failure, and metastatic colon cancer. Well, let's just say that it must have been stressful to be him, the infamous serial killer who started a cult, who put a hit out on Sharon Tate. Like, come on, like... Didn't God kind of struck with that acute cardiac arrest, respiratory failure, and metastatic colon cancer? I mean, good fucking riddance, Manson. Now for a quote from Charles Manson. Death is psychosomatic. Upon his death, newspapers across the country cheered over Manson's demise. For instance, the New York Daily News published a front cover that spread Burn in Hell, Bloody Thirsty Cult. Or, Burn in Hell, Blood Thirsty Cult. I'm leaving that blooper in there. That was uh, pretty funny that I messed that up. Manson dies at 83. Other newspapers followed suit with titles Evil Dead, Make Room for Satan. Charles Manson is finally going to hell. New York Post. So, again, the title is Evil Dead, Make Room Satan, Charles Manson is Going to Hell. Kind of ironic if you think about it. I guess Manson was one of the New Age devils. I mean, that's what I consider him myself, is a New Age motherfucking devil. And he needs to rot in hell with Satan himself because Satan's apprentice no longer deserves to be here. Should have gotten capital punishment and deserved to suffer like this motherfucker did. Four months later, the death of Manson came about. His cremated remains were scattered along the California hillside. Friends, old, and were in attendance 
including family member and longtime Manson supporter Sandy Good, ABC report on Charles Manson's death. Well, let's just sing Bad Boys, Bad Boys, What You Gonna Do When They Come For You <laughs> from the cop show. I do not own that song. But he fought the law and the law won. I do not own either quote. Please look up the song if you want to know what it is. Thank you. Have a good day. Stay smiling, because smiles are a beautiful thing. Bye! If you're interested in being referred to the Fiverr seller or buyer community, it's http colon slash slash fiverr.com slash s2 slash c3 c8fde94c. Again, Fiverr is spelled f-i-v-e-r-r. .com. Aside from my Fiber referral link, I also have a Fiber CPA, Fiber Hybrid, Fiber Learn, Fiber Business, Fiber Sub Affiliates, and Fiber Workspace link that you guys can all click at https colon slash slash go dot fiber slash visit slash question mark bta equals three eight six three three two and brand fiber cpa fiber hybrid fiber learn brand equals fb fiber affiliates and workplace those are the six endings to the link after the number where it's brand equals fiber cpa fiber hybrid fiber learn fb Fiber Affiliates, and Workspace without Fiber in that word. Thank you. I am Jacob, and I am saying have a good night, thank you, and bye.